What's up, friends? Okay, Halloween's done. It's behind us, and you know what that means. It's time for Christmas music. (laughs) Okay, some of you might be like me and think, yay, it's here. We're walking into November, Christmas, and Thanksgiving. The holiday season is officially kicking off. It is time to play that Christmas music. Or maybe you're not one of those people and you threw up a little bit when you heard me say Christmas music. (laughs) Wherever you fall on this holiday spirit spectrum, friends, I just want to let you know I haven't always been this chipper and crazy about the holiday season. There was actually a season in my life where holidays really, truly stressed me out. I would enter the holiday season feeling very nervous about being around so many people. I didn't want them to see me and have witness to the weight I had gained or I felt like I gained that year. I didn't like being around food because I knew it was going to be an internal battle with every single bite. It was like in my head, I had this like demon and angel saying, don't eat that, but I really want to eat it. Okay, fine, one bite. Crap, it tastes so good. Now I want to eat all of the food. And then it was followed with boatloads of guilt and play this scenario on repeat all season long, it led me to live a very stressful, stressful two months. It stole precious time from me and it robbed me of joy during the holidays. And I think it set me up to go into the new year with regret, guilt, insecurity, and not the not the things I needed to create a new year and dream of new things. So it really put me in a negative space. And you know, maybe you relate to this or maybe it goes even farther and you have some negative memories associated with the holidays or maybe you're missing someone this year and this coming season is going to be hard without them. Maybe this season represents a trying time for you. Maybe being around family is harder than you want it to be and the food is this paradoxical combination of both comfort and struggle. Whatever emotion you bring into this holiday season, I want to be here and be this little voice in your ear and let you know you have the power to rewrite your experience this year. This does not have to be a season that you get through, friends. Rather, you hold the key to making it a season you not only grow through, but you find joy in. Today, I'm so excited. I'm going to be kicking off a three-episode series for y'all, Happy Holiday Eating. And my mission here is this, to help you find that sparkle this holiday season. Regardless of your past experiences with holidays, your food struggles, the weight you may or may not have gained this year, despite the difficult people you may be around, or the busy schedule that we all have coming, I don't want to hear any of you sisters say, I just need to get through the holidays. No, we are here to be in the moment, even during the holiday season, and we hold the key to our own happiness. This is where we let our empowered eating skills not only shine on our plate, but they also show up in how we live. And because I want you here so badly, I am putting together a free workshop, friends. We are going to be talking about how to feel strong and confident in your body without obsessing over food. It can be done. I believe in it wholeheartedly, and I want to walk you through all of the details. You can join me live on November 10th at 10 a.m. If you can join me live, that would be awesome because I'm going to be there and I can answer any of your questions face-to-face over Zoom. So excited to see you there. If you can't make it, still register. The recording can be sent to you. And yeah, I'm just excited to support you guys on this deeper level because I want you feeling confident all year long during the holidays, come January 1st, into the summer, all year long. And I'm so excited for it. All details are in links on the show notes, in your inbox, or on my homepage, jessbrownrd.com. All right, as for today, I'm praying this prepares you and encourages you this holiday season. Today's episode, I'm going to be talking specifically about mindful eating and how this is the key to keep you from overeating or battling guilt this season. Friends, I am so excited for this one. You guys ready to grow? Let's go ahead and do it. 
Hey, awesome. Yeah, I'm talking to you. I know you're ready to stop falling into diet culture traps and finally put together a realistic plan on how to boost your energy. You might feel stuck because you can't quite kick the chocolate habit. The whole body love thing isn't getting the job done. Or maybe you're at an impasse because you are pushing it in the gym, but you can't figure out how and what to eat. How many times have you Googled best diet and found that the latest trend has failed you? Hey girl, I'm Jess, registered dietitian, wife, mama, and total science and nutrition research junkie. I too used to be stuck in the cycle of insecurity and never feeling like my body was good enough. Then I tried to fix it with food only to end up right back where I started. I did some really hard work. I found food freedom, but then I was confused on how to eat healthy and get fit without falling back into diet culture crazy. I wish someone would have taught me the difference between discipline and obsession. I wanted to be the healthiest version of myself by balancing healthy eating with food freedom. Like how do I actually eat healthy, get fit, and have donuts with my kids? It wasn't until I figured out this awesome balance between discipline and permission, the art of intentional eating with sprinkles of flexibility. The empowered eating model was born. Here on the show, we nix diet culture while creating values-based health goals. We reconnect with how our body responds to food through biofeedback, all the while figuring out a plan on how to get healthy and fit without sacrificing the most meaningful parts of life. Sustainability doesn't mean never eating your favorite foods again. I mean, pizza is life, right? (laughs) We are here to finally not just feel comfortable, but confident in our body. I am so excited to fuel your awesome with empowered eating. Head on over to JessBrownRD.com and grab my three steps to empowered eating guide totally free or hop onto my e-course food foundations to get the step-by-step deets on how I got here. All right, you ready to take your inner awesome to the next level? So grab that cup of coffee, lace up those running shoes, because girl, it's time to go. All right, girls, we are talking about mindful eating today. But before I dive in, I just want to give a quick shout out to all of you who took a minute to leave me a review last month. Thank you so much. I want to highlight one of you listeners with the username Wrestler Ranch. You said that Jess is a great source of information for today's world. I'm so thankful I stumbled upon her. Well, I am thankful that you did too. It feels so awesome to know that this information feels realistic to you. And that is my goal here. So thank you, Wrestler Ranch, for your kind words. And I hope you continue to enjoy the show. If y'all haven't left me a review yet, would you do me a quick favor? Pause this right now. Head on over to iTunes. Just scroll down. There's a button you can click that says leave a review. Rate my show and let me know what you think of it. Also, if you have a question for the show, I would love to answer it for you. You can send me your voice memo right on my website. And oh, bonus, my website is in the middle of a facelift. So if you go check it out, you get a little sneak peek at it, at this new vibe I've got going. Head on over to JessBrownRD.com. Click on podcast. And when you scroll down, there's a big orange button you can't miss it that says click here you can send me your question and I can answer it for you on the show so thanks again for all of you who took that time to leave me that review it means the world to me all right let's dive into talking about how to eat mindfully this holiday season and I believe so much in this process because I think it is the key to preventing us from overeating and also keeping us out of guilt because it it allows us to stay in the driver's seat. So often what happens with food, especially around the holiday season, is we find ourselves eating food because it's there or not eating food because we're scared to have it. Like we get all wrapped up in our head and we're not mindful and present. And so I believe really strongly that mindful eating is the best thing you can do for yourself this holiday season. And let me just, little disclaimer here. 
I'm not talking about mindful eating where we like sit down and we check in with all five of our senses and we smell the food and we eat really slow. Well, there's a time and a place for that. Probably not during the holiday season when you're at a party. You're going to have some weird looks. And we're also really busy, so we don't have time to do that. So the mindful eating I'm talking about here is um, something that I think is very practical, something we can all do. We can do it on the go. We can do it at a party. And it's something that I know will help you guys. Okay, so I've got three steps to help you remain mindful and present this holiday season. The first step here is that when we are choosing foods this holiday season, we need to work our values into the thought process. This needs to always be the first step, friends. Learning to lead with your values, it literally changes everything about your health journey. I see it over and over again, and I've done it too, that we allow body modification or body insecurity to lead our food choices or our health goals. And when we do this instead of our values, we really put ourselves in a bind. And this is how we hop on the guilt train in the first place. Allowing your values to be the first step in your health journey is what will just transform how you view food. This is why I have values-based goal setting as one of the first modules in food foundations. Before any fuel plan is recommended, I want you to take time to redefine health based on your values. Get those top three to five values figured out, identified, and linked to your health. Sure, some body outcome might be a part of that or body changes might be an outcome of some of the goals you set and some of the changes you make, but it isn't our reason. So in other words, if you want to lose weight or see more definition in your arms, these aren't necessarily bad things, but if they are your sole reason, two things happen. One, we're in for trouble because we're going to find ourselves in that diet restrict overeating cycle. And two, the motivation is short lived because it's superficial. When we allow the why behind our how to run deeper, to really hit on what we value most, like our family, our faith, our need to have more energy or do better or more in our career, this is a totally different why behind the how in our health goals. Friends, I don't wake up at this ungodly hour at 4 a.m. Those of you who know me know I get up super early. I don't do that because I hate my body and I'm making myself go work out. No, I do that because it is linked directly to my value system. Me getting up that early allows me space and time to um, have my quiet, my prayer time, my coffee, and it allows me space to go work out. And I know that when I do that, I'm, I take better care of my body, which sets me up to be a better wife, a better mom. It changes the energy that I take into the day as I work with clients and my staff. My value is the motive there. It has nothing to do with what my body look, looks like. And those values, again, change everything. It has allowed me to get up at such an ungodly hour. It's 4 a.m. So freaking early. But not only does it help me do it and motivate me, but to be honest with you, I enjoy it now, which... If you're like, gross, Jess, that's disgusting. (laughs) I get it. There are some people that no amount of value is going to get them or value-driven goal is going to get them out of bed that early. That's fine. But all this to say is that when our values are the why behind the change, behind the goal, we can do things that are really hard. We can do those hard things. So if I haven't said enough, values are everything. <laughs> if you want more help with this, I'd love for you to dive into this with me in my Food Foundations course. Details can be found at JessBrownRD.com under courses. So that's number one. We need values to be the inner working of our thought process when we're around food this holiday season. Number two is reframe guilt. Now, all of us have done this before. 
We eat something and the guilt floodgates open. I shouldn't have eaten that. I ate too much. Now I can't eat the next meal. I'm so mad that I did that, but I want some more. (laughs) It's a really crappy place to be, but friends, we have all been there. And then as if this isn't hard enough, it can become even more challenging when we're at social settings, holiday settings, parties, there's people around us and we're trying to navigate that little scolding voice in our head and the crowd around us. So today I want to invite you guys to consider the flip side of guilt. So feeling guilty, it can actually be a good sign. When we feel it, we are recognizing there are areas of importance in the action that we didn't choose. If we could freeze here instead of going into that body bully mode, if we could explore it and maintain that posture of curiosity instead of judgment, there's actually a lot we can learn from guilt and I think we can find more safety in it than we would expect. Again, remembering the flip side of guilt that we feel guilt because we recognize the importance of the action we didn't choose. And there's a reason we you know, feel that guilt is because there's something telling us that this isn't okay. So the first check we have to do is make sure this isn't diet culture or superficially driven rules that are telling us. If that's the case, we need to put that guilt in a separate category and work through that um, from like more of the body bullying angle. We need to reconnect with our values, like revert to step one here. (laughs) If it's something different, if we're feeling guilty because maybe we don't feel good, we feel icky in our bodies, friends, this is a great learning experience. What biofeedback markers let you know you ate too much or that that didn't sit well with you? This will let you know what is physical in your body and help you separate what might just be in your head. And it allows you to decide what you want to do differently next time. If you think you're going to make it through life eating the most perfect diet and never make a mistake with eating, you are insane (laughs) because we all do it. We all eat things that... You know, we eat too much, we take it too far, we eat something that makes us feel icky or crappy. And instead of, if we could just take that and instead of beating ourselves up, if we could switch it and learn from it, it would be a great guidance tool on how to better make better choices in the future. So let's look at an example. You go to a work lunch and there are cookies on the table. You haven't had a dessert in a few days, so you grab two and you eat them without thinking too much about it. Then all of a sudden you feel guilty because you're like, I didn't really like those. I didn't want them. Now I'm extra full. And now you feel like you have to skimp on dinner because that guilt is just growing and growing. Here, if you could reframe that guilt, you might have the space to observe some really, really helpful information. Maybe you recognize you didn't actually like the cookies. And if that's the case, they're already eaten. So let it go, sister, let it go. (laughs) But help this guide you in the future. So what sorts of desserts do you like? Which ones would you rather consume? Knowing this will help you say yes to what you want to eat and no to what you don't actually want to eat and preventing you from feeling guilt in the future. So maybe you felt too full from those cookies. Okay, let's ask some more questions. Was it the cookies alone that made you feel full or was it the combination of what you had for lunch with dessert? I'll tell you one of my favorite things to do for lunch is have a salad because I don't feel really full, but I got a gnarly sweet tooth. So having a salad with a cookie on the side is something I love to do. It's one of my favorites. And I know that combination doesn't set me up to feel over full or tired afterwards. It's just enough to nourish and fuel my body while scratching that sweet tooth itch. But I definitely did not get to this place where I knew how to eat lunch with a dessert. I mean, that sounds like so anti-dietitian-ish, right? Dietitian-ish. <laughs> it sounds so like something a dietitian wouldn't say to eat dessert with your lunch, but it's, it's actually something I do enjoy to do. 
But I wouldn't have gotten here and been able to do that without guilt or without feeling overly full or having it affect my weight had I not made so many mistakes leading up to that. So learning from it can really set us up to have a better relationship with food going forward. Now, here's the key, though. When we reframe guilt and we allow ourselves to learn from these circumstances, the second part of this is that you got to let it go. Learn and let it go. There is no sense in beating yourself up. This gets us into that overeat, restrict, merry-go-round, and it prevents us from staying present and mindful. So no need to beat yourself up. Let it go and know what we will do to stay more present and mindful next time which is actually going to bring me to step number three when it comes to mindful eating. This is the tactical tool behind mindful eating. Guys, I have two checkpoints for you to help you stay present and mindful as you eat foods this holiday, whether you're at a party, whether you're in the work break room, or whether you're on the go in your car. These are the two checkpoints that can help us stay connected, listening for our body's biofeedback, listening to hear what our body says about food. You ready for it? The first one is the five senses check. This is a very quick tool to help you be and stay present when you are eating. It's as simple as it sounds. You check in with your five senses, sound, sight, smell, touch, and taste. You do this before the meal and if possible, at least one time during the meal. Sound obviously doesn't come directly from the food, I guess, unless you're cooking a delicious stew and you hear like that sizzle or sizzling fajitas. I guess there would be sound. And that would be something, right, we want to take note of because that's going to add to the eating experience. But we'd want to check out in with sound. We want to check in with sight, like what's around us? What does this food look like? Does it look appetizing? When we take a minute to appreciate the appearance of our food, it slows us down and allows us to create space for connection with that food. You can smell the food, and this can be quick. You know, again, if you're around a lot of people, this can get real weird real fast. So (laughs) do it within your comfort zone. But take a smell. How does the food smell? That's going to actually enhance the taste of your food because smell and taste are so closely intertwined. So then we want to touch it, and that might be actually, you know, touching the food with our fingers, or maybe it's just touching it with a fork. Again, don't want to get crazy. Nobody eat your spaghetti with your fingers and tell everyone I told you to do that because you're being mindful. But we want to actually touch the food. And if we don't want to touch the food with our hands, again, we can use our fork. Or maybe it's just like noticing what our body is touching. Like that might be noticing the chair that you're sitting in, feeling that contact with your bum to the chair and what your posture is. Maybe your back is leaning against the chair. Maybe you're slouched over. But again, we're, we're making a connection with our present environment based on what we're touching. And then the final one is taste. And this one's going to be obviously the easiest with food. But today I want to invite you to expand how deeply you taste food or how much you actually connect to that food. Our taste buds on our tongue are different. We pick up on different flavors in different areas of our tongue. And this is because we have different taste buds on different parts of our tongue. So at the very tip, we actually have this concentrated area of sweet taste buds. On the sides, we have the salty and sour receptors. And in the back, we can taste the bitterness of food. So when you taste your food, see if you can pick up on this. You eat a cookie and you taste that cookie with the tip of your tongue more than the back of your tongue. I promise you, you're going to love that cookie 10 times more because your taste buds that pick up on that sweet are activated at the front of your tongue, not the back. This kind of taste can enhance our experience with food. And the best part about enhancing our experience with food is it allows us to slow down, enjoy it, and gives our body time to talk back to our brain saying how much we've had. Okay, so that's the first checkpoint. The second checkpoint is what I call the mid-checkpoint. 
It's exactly what it says it is. Check in, mid-meal, snack, whatever you're eating. Halfway through anything, I want you to ask yourself, how does this taste? And then give yourself a minute to check in with your hunger and fullness cues. A great tool for this is the hunger satiety scale, which we actually go over in detail in Food Foundations. I've got a whole module on Hello Hunger and Satiety Scavenger Hut where we spend time rediscovering these cues. I think it's so important to understand how our body communicates hunger and how this works from a scientific and biological standpoint so we can interpret them in the real world while we're sitting there actually eating the food. Secondly, I think it's important to learn how to separate these physical cues from the emotional ones and learning how to interpret them to best support our values. There's so many layers to this, but it is incredibly powerful when we can learn to just use our own internal gas gauge. It's incredibly powerful and it keeps the power in our own hands, not in like some diet or rules or diet culture driven crap that we've been told. It's incredibly powerful. So learning this part is honestly life-changing. I know it was for me. This is what transformed my experience with holiday foods. It allowed me to enjoy all the seasonal treats, but then I could hear when my body said, thanks, we've had enough, and I could walk away feeling both physically satisfied and emotionally satisfied and know that I could have more the next day if I wanted it, but it kept me off that overeat and then guilt and then restrict cycle or merry-go-round that we all too often get on. So that midpoint check-in can be really valuable, especially when we pull in that hunger satiety scale and we work to keep connected to what our body is saying about the quantity of food that we've had. Okay, so the mindful eating tactical tools, just to recap here. First, we need to have our values lead the way. So we've got to have those values identified and know how they integrate into our food choices. Number two is reframe guilt. Remember, we feel guilty because we're recognizing the importance of the action we didn't choose. And there's a lot that we can learn from that. And then once we learn, let it go, sister. And then number three is the checkpoints. One of them being the five senses check and the other is that midpoint check-in where we check in with our hunger satiety cues and to see if we even still like eating the food that we're eating. Guys, let me tell you, it is a beautiful thing when you can go into the holiday season and enjoy that food. For me, it was these pumpkin cookies. I love that now I can eat one pumpkin cookie, enjoy it, maybe two, depending on the day, (laughs) one or two pumpkin cookies, enjoy it, and move on. Like, that's it. There's nothing else. There's no strings attached. There's no guilt. There's no need to run on the treadmill to pay the debt of that food. I don't have to wake up early to exercise off the food I'm going to eat. No, like it's just another day only with more joy because there's more, there's more food to choose from. It really is just the food. And I can focus my energy on being present with my family and building new, beautiful memories with them. Guys, I want this for you this holiday season. I'm praying this series encourages you. I'm sending you all a holiday hug. Yes, it's November, but I'm one of those people. So I'm calling it a holiday hug. (laughs) Be sure you turn in next week. We are going to continue this series. Happy holiday eating. Next week, I'm going to be talking about how to politely decline. How many of you guys have food pushers in your family. They're like, eat this, eat this. No, here, eat this. No, go ahead. Oh, I made this special for you. I'm going to talk to you about how to say no when we are people pleasing yes women. (laughs) And full disclosure, this was a pep talk for myself as well, because I too am a recovering people pleaser. Hi, nice to meet you. Jess Brown here. (laughs) I can't wait to meet you over there. Until then, cheers, my friends, and happy holiday eating.
Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope it strengthened your food journey and empowered you to live boldly in your body. Real quick, sister, before you go, if you liked today's episode, the best way you can thank me is head on over to iTunes, Fuel Her Awesome Podcast, leave a review and subscribe. Then take a screenshot and share it on your social media. Don't forget to tag me at JessBrownRD. And if you're looking for more resources, be sure to check out my website, JessBrownRD.com. I've got info on my e-course, Fuel Her Awesome Food Foundations, my 10-step ebook on how to beat body bullying, and so much more. I cannot wait to chat with you babes again. Until next time, cheers and happy eating.